You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This is episode 157 of the Soul Forge Podcast. Welcome to the Soul Forge, a place of silent mystery, quiet contemplation, and outright mayhem. Join your host, Sean Vanderloo, as he guides you through the adventures of living. Together, we'll talk about life and love, sex and dating, joy and heartache, memories and loss, and so much more. Don't worry, it's not nearly as pretentious as it sounds. Get ready for life, the universe, and everything on The Soul Forge. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Soul Forge. I am here to entertain your ear holes, tickle your funny bone, inspire, and all kinds of other various things. Hopefully some of that works. Okay, so what are we talking about this time around? Well, as you can tell by the title, uh, it's a, it's the Father's Day special, role models, just a bunch of other stuff that's going to come out of my mouth. I, I didn't take any notes. It's uh, Wednesday afternoon, and this comes out tomorrow, and I've thought all week about what to do. I was going to do maybe uh, the need for constant reassurance. I was going to do something about mindfulness or being self-aware. I think I need co-hosts for those kind of topics, so this time I'm just going to talk about some various things that are on my mind and what's been happening. So it's Thursday that you're listening to this, perhaps. Maybe not, but um, this weekend coming is Father's Day on June 21st. This is the year 2020 for anybody who's listening to this sometime way, way up in the future. You never know when somebody's going to listen and discover the podcast. People are still discovering it all the time, and it's almost three years old. It will be at the end of July. So the anniversary is coming up. If you would like to send anniversary congratulations or topic suggestions or criticism or anything else, uh, just send an email to soulforgepodcast at gmail.com. If you haven't liked the page on Facebook, now would be a great time to do that. Uh, I'll wait. Did you do it? Okay, good. Thank you for that. That's awesome. Also, if you haven't checked out the website, soulforgepodcast.com, you definitely should because there are so many links on that page. Uh, You can get all the archives for all the old episodes. You can see how many episodes there are. You can see how many downloads each episode has. You can find the link to the YouTube channel, the Facebook page, the uh, support thing on coffee.com. I think there's an iTunes link. There might even be a Twitter link as well. All kinds of things, all kinds of different stuff. Go check it out. It's full of information. And you can also see all the episode art per episode that I do instead of just the regular background image of the Soulforge logo. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about Father's Day. I'm just going to pull up some history on Father's Day. Uh, This is the boring part. It's only going to take a couple seconds. So what do you know about Father's Day? Well, according to Wikipedia, Father's Day is a day of honoring fatherhood. Can you imagine that? And 
paternal bonds as well as the influence of fathers in society. In Catholic countries of Europe, it has been celebrated on March 19th as St. Joseph's Day since the Middle Ages. In America, Father's Day was founded by Sonora Smart Dodd and celebrated on the third Sunday of June for the first time in 1910. So it's 110 years old. It's held on various days in many parts of the world all throughout the year, often in the months of March, May, and June. I don't know why April's left out, but that's one for the historians to figure out. Uh, so I'm just going to get you some early history here. For centuries, the Orthodox Church has appointed the second Sunday before Nativity as the Sunday of the Forefathers to commemorate the ancestors of Christ according to the flesh, starting with Adam and emphasizing the patriarch Abraham, to whom God said, In thy seed shall all of the nations of the earth be blessed. This feast can fall between December 11th and the 17th, and this feast includes the ancestors of Theotokos and various holy prophets. So that's very exciting. The last thing I'm going to read to you is, a customary day for the celebration of fatherhood in Catholic Europe is known to date back to at least 1508. It is usually celebrated on March 19th as the feast day of St. Joseph, who is referred to as the fatherly nourisher of the Lord in Catholicism and the putative or putative father of Jesus in Southern European tradition. And this celebration was brought to the Americas by the Spanish and Portuguese and once again dates back to the 1400s or the early 1500s. So that's very exciting. Now you probably know way more about Father's Day than you ever knew before or you ever thought you could possibly know. It's about 500 years old and celebrated in the Americas since 1910. How are you going to honor your father or fatherly bond this weekend? Are you going to go do something exciting? Are you going to get your dad a tie? I don't know. That's the traditional uh, sitcom gift for a father on Father's Day. I don't know, all those sitcoms from the 80s, that's what I remember. They always got ties. Oh, great, another tie. I don't think I've ever gotten a tie, a tie for Father's Day. Not that I wear ties. I find they choke you around the neck a little bit too much. But anyway, uh, that's just a diversion from the main topic here of role models and Father's Day. And uh, when I was growing up, as I think most young boys did, they, they looked up to people as role models to learn how to be a man. And from my own experience, well, okay, this is, this is uh, tricky territory to talk about uh, because if you've been following along for the last little while, uh, one of the episodes from a few months back was the one where I talked to my own son uh, about how my dad is mad at me. And this all stems back from the money episode that I recorded maybe in, um, I'm not even sure when I did it. It's, it's a few months back. And so he hasn't talked to me because he's mad for whatever reason. And I don't really know what the reason is because he hasn't talked to me. So I've been thinking about it. Am I going to reach out to him on Father's Day? Of course I am. I'm going to send him a Father's Day text and wish him well. And I may or may not hear back from him. Uh, the last time I knew anything, his girlfriend was listening to the episodes. Uh, I don't know if he listens with her anymore or not. So it's going to be a surprise as to what's going to happen. But, um, okay, how am I going to talk about this? Let me think here. Uh, okay, so my mom and dad split up, divorced, whatever, when I was around four and a half, five years old. 
and uh, I used to see my dad every two weeks on the weekends, and when I came home, I would come home uh, with a green apple, because he always had green apples in the fridge, and I really liked green apples. His girlfriend at the time, uh, when I was a young boy, taught me how to tie my shoelaces, so that was good. And my dad was a hard-working man. He was a mechanic and a house mover and built basements and did all kinds of things. So that was always very impressive. He also raced cars as well, and I believe his number was 99.9. I just have vague memories of being at the racetrack and watching the cars going around, and that was really exciting. That's when my parents were still together, so these are memories from the late 70s or early 80s. I'm not sure what. I was born in 76, and brother Curtis was born in December of 1980, and there wasn't much after that for the family. Always was impressed by his work ethic, but I didn't get to see him very much, so I had to look up to other people, and my grandfather, my mom's dad, filled the role quite nicely. Um, I called him Bumpa because, and I think I've told this story before, um, my mom's parents, I called them Bumpa and Didi, and this is because my grandmother would sit me on her knee and sing Dee 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 Dee. So she became Didi. They tried to get me to call him Grumpy, and it turned out to be Bumpa. And so, for all my life, I had Bumpa and Didi. Uh, you know what? Um, those were weird names, and I even knew it back then. So sometimes I was embarrassed and I would just call them my grandparents instead of, oh, this is my bumpa. But sometimes I would just call him my bumpa because that's what he was. He was my bumpa. And he took me camping and he took me motorcycling and he took me up in his airplane because he was a pilot as well. And uh, what else did he, did he do? Well, there was lots of camping. Every, every summer we went to Beals Lake, which was about an hour and a half from Sault Ste. Marie. And he would show me how to do things and... Uh, catch crawdads for me or crayfish and I could play with them in the morning when I woke up because I was a kid and I had to go to bed early. He took me to open AA meetings because he was a recovering alcoholic so we spent lots and lots of time together. Uh, he used to carve popsicle sticks into all kinds of shapes for me mostly propellers but other things as well and he would take me to the park and we would go to the the locks in the Sioux and we'd walk around in the nature area and we just did all kinds of things together and uh, he was a mechanic and he knew how to do things he could fix anything or put anything together both him and my dad were this, similar in that regards so why didn't I get those skills I don't really know I think probably because uh, most of my family could do things like that so I didn't have to learn myself huh didn't I shoot myself in the foot there so I looked up to my grandfather. Uh, who else did I look up to? I think growing up as well, there was always the TV dads, and I wish I could have had a family like that. Uh, maybe like Family Ties or the Brady Bunch or whatever. Just a close-knit family where everybody loved each other, and even if they had an argument, it would always be solved within like half an hour. So that was something. Uh, probably I would also look up to Kirk, Spock, and McCoy on the original Star Trek show, because I watched that from the time I was, I don't know, three or four years old. So I'd always have Captain Kirk and the crew, and they were always shining bright examples of how to live your life and to do the right thing, even if it was hard. After a time, you may find that having 
is not so pleasing a thing after all as wanting. It is not logical, but it is often true. In this galaxy, there's a mathematical probability of three million Earth-type planets. And in all of the universe, three million million galaxies like this. And in all of that, and perhaps more, only one of each of us. Maybe we weren't meant for paradise. Maybe we were meant to fight our way through, struggle, claw our way up, scratch for every inch of the way. Maybe we can't stroll to the music of the lute. We must march to the sound of drums. And then uh, just after I turned 11, Star Trek The Next Generation came out, and I had Captain Picard and Commander Riker and the rest. They were also shining examples of how to live your life, so there was that. And then, of course, uh, there was the time I had to play a promo for another podcast here on the ESO network, which I'm going to do right now. You have 30 seconds to describe Thunder Talk. It's pop culture. With a twist. It's music. LBGTQ+. And comedy. Well, dark comedy. It's nerd junk. It's comic books. Video games. Conventions. Yeah, nerd junk. And social commentary. It's woke, yo. Yeah, and nerd junk. Woke nerd junk. Thunder Talk is all over the place. Every place you want to be. Thunder Talk is a proud member of the ESO Network. Find us at thundertalk.org and download us on all podcast platforms. Forms. And isn't that impressive as well? Did you did you check out the sound quality and the engineering finesse of that podcast promo? Uh, if you guys aren't listening to that right after this episode, I don't know what you're doing with your lives. I wish I would have looked and seen what promo I put in there because I'm just making these words up right now because I don't know what promo that is or if it's actually any good. But I'm going to assume that it is because it's here on the ESO network and we are known for our high quality shows and production. So go check that out. Okay, so as for other memories and stuff, uh, even to this day, uh, what, let me think, it's been, it's been seven years since my bumpa passed away. It was October of 2013. I still miss him a lot. We did all kinds of things together. I remember, I still have memories of being, I don't know, three years old maybe, laying on the carpet in the living room and just talking with him about future plans. We were going to be gold prospectors together when I grew up. We were going to take his plane and we were going to fly to remote areas and live off of pea soup and dig for gold. Uh, turns out I hate pea soup. I think it's disgusting. And we never did end up going and uh, prospecting for gold or anything like that, but we talked about it. We made plans. Uh, we spent so much time together. Probably one of the best things of my childhood, actually. And I think I mentioned earlier that we used to go to open AA meetings, uh, yes, because he was a recovering alcoholic, and he would take me on his motorcycle, and he used to, he used to brag, oh, this is, this is my number one grandson, he's been coming to the club with me since he was three years old, and, and the club was basically an old church that I, I didn't, I don't know if they bought it or they rented it or, or, or had it donated, but it was an old church, they just all hung out there. All the uh, the alcoholics and everything like that, and because of course, uh, even if they're in recovery and they haven't had a drink in twenty or thirty or forty years, they still are alcoholics because 
They are powerless over the disease. Now, many of you may or may not know this. I don't know. I never went to closed meetings because I never became an alcoholic, but I went to a lot of open meetings. It's where I learned to drink coffee and just listen to the stories of all the people and the, and the hard luck that they've gone through and how some of them started drinking when they were 8 years old or 12 years old or whatever and how it influenced their lives and how they ended up at rock bottom and how they recovered and, and all the things. Those were some really great stories and I, I think they, they probably affected me quite a bit actually um, because I was always a little bit more... Well, sober is not the right word, but responsible or or whatever. And I've never really enjoyed drinking that much. Like, I'll get drunk occasionally, but I, I just, I don't know. I, I think maybe I was programmed or brainwashed. I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, it, it probably affected my fun gene, I guess you could say. Went to meetings with him from the time, well, went to the club since I was three. And probably meetings maybe seven, eight, nine, ten years old, somewhere around there. Because uh, for times, uh, we, we lived together. Yeah, let me think back, actually, because um, when the parents split up, Mom and Curtis and I moved in with my grandparents' house, and then where did we go after that? Uh, I, I can't remember, but I know that at one point we, we lived in Grove Crescent townhouses for anybody from Sault Ste. Marie, if you remember that. It was like a, a really weird setup. There was a basement, there was a main floor where the kitchen was, and there was seven or eight steps up to the living room, and then maybe 12 steps up to where the bathroom was and my mom's bedroom, and then three or four steps up to my bedroom, and then a, a weird spiral staircase up to the main, or the, the upper floor where the grandparents lived, and my grandfather always the humorist, would call it the tower. We live in the tower. Yeah, we lived there for maybe a year, and then that's when Mom met Robin's dad, and, well, all hell broke loose after that. So, but uh, randomly, we would live with the grandparents, and we spent all kinds of time together, and it was awesome, and I miss it, and, oh boy, childhood, right? Okay, so what else can I tell you? It's it's the Father's Day special. You know about Father's Day. You know a little bit about my grandparents and my dad and Star Trek because you always know that I am a big fan of Star Trek and I have all kinds of collections and stuff. And um, I don't know. Do you, do you folks out there have any role models? I would love to hear your stories. Maybe some good dad jokes. My son Bishop, he loves dad jokes. And I think... I think maybe one of these days I'm going to have him on and we're going to just do an episode about dad jokes. So if you have any of those, why don't you send them my way, soulforgepodcast at gmail.com, and we can feature them on the air. Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me you killed him. No, I am your father. Search your feelings. You know it to be true. No! No! Luke, you can destroy the Emperor. He has foreseen this. It is your destiny. Join me and 
together we can rule the galaxy as father and son. And other than that, I don't know what else I can tell you. It's time to go record with Paul and Dan. I think we're going to record either the is it the second, second or third episode of the Cosmic Pizza Podcast. In fact, Paul just made this trailer for the podcast. In the year 2020, on the 24th day of June, coming to a podcast provider near you, the Cosmic Pizza Podcast. Join me, Paul, Sean, and Dan, as we serve you a slice of Cosmic Pizza life in every show. In our first delivery of the Cosmic Pizza podcast, we will be introducing ourselves and laying out the format of the show. We're going to be talking to some uh, uh, comedians, some stand-up comedians, also improv actors. Uh, I believe we've got one lined up with uh, some authors. Uh, we've also got a few uh, interviews in the pipelines with directors, collectors, people of all different spheres of life. Then we get right to it in our second special delivery, when we have pop culture news from Sean. Uh, you may have heard that HBO Max has rebooted the Looney Tunes. Uh, they're keeping in the insane violence. However, no guns. So Elmer Fudd's going to turn up and go, shh, I'm hunting wabbits with this boom. An interview with a real-life Canadian author, Ira Naiman. This whole multiverse thing, I mean, is this something that you uh, really believe in? Absolutely not. I also don't believe in um, aliens. And Dan explains the science of parallel universes. Have we learned anything from today's uh, discussion? Of course. So much. <laughs> don't, don't ask me what, though. That's for our <laughs> listeners to decide. I've learned that my brain hurts. And exactly. This is not an easy subject. <laughs> All this and more in the Cosmic Pizza Podcast. Coming to you 24th of June, 2020. Isn't that a great trailer? That's awesome. I hope you'll all be checking that out. Remember, a first episode comes out June 24th. That's awesome as well. Everything's awesome. Everything's great. Uh, I know we're all suffering from coronavirus fatigue and, and everything like that. But I hope you're doing okay. I hope you're doing well. I hope you have a great weekend with your father. If you don't have a father, I hope you remember him well. Yeah, that, that's a sensitive topic. I know. I didn't do a Mother's Day special because I don't have a mother, so... Yeah, that's, uh, that's not a very fun note to end the podcast on. So let's think about something exciting. Let's think about the fact that summer's here. You can go camping, go swimming, and uh, I don't know if there's going to be any yard sales this year. I hope there is, because that's a fun thing to do in the summer as well. Anyway, this has been another episode of Soul Forge Podcast. Stay tuned for next week when we're going to have a more exciting episode, because each episode is more and more exciting than the last. So thanks again for everything. Take care. And remember, most people don't really want the truth. They just want the constant reassurance that what they believe is the truth. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Soul Forge Podcast. 
Your support is greatly appreciated, and we hope you'll tune in again next time. Remember that you can visit soulforgepodcast.com for all of our social media links. And don't forget to share the show with everyone you know. The Soul Forge Podcast is your best source for living your best life. Think about it. How'd you like your tea? Tea? Earl Grey, hot. Course it's hot. What do you want in it? Nothing. Ever find yourself wondering about the Star Trek multiverse, its concepts, and characters? Do you spend your time thinking about how deep science fiction goes? Hi, this is Expertise, where we discuss all things sci-fi through the lens of Star Trek. Debt. Whether biological or adoptive, through absence or omnipresence, dads have an effect on us. They are important people, whether they are in our lives or not. Dad? Wesley. And so, society can be awful judgy on dad competence and responsibility. You are not <laughs> However, TV dads are another breed entirely. They don't have the same pull on our lives exactly, but TV dads tend to be a measure of what a father can and should be. However, the fathers of television land are lately depicted as incompetent people, as giant dysfunctional children bumbling through life. I sleep when she lets me sleep, I eat what she lets me eat. The only reason she keeps me alive is to open jars and kill bugs. <laughs> this ridiculous TV dad stereotype has even saturated commercial advertising. Frank! Sorry, honey, I had to move a wall. For the sake of fairness, there have been good dads on TV. However, the idiot dad stereotype is quite persistent. I'm done messing around. I'm bringing out the big guns. Yeah, that's right. Mom! These fictional portrayals of how a dad should be in the world do matter to a great many of us non-fictional people. They can have an effect on the real-world value we place on fathers. As a result of this continuing dad stereotype, there is a reason to hold positive TV fathers in higher regard. As such, I'd like you to take a look at a TV dad that maybe you haven't considered before. A fine example for the others. Who would you be? I'm Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the Federation Starship Enterprise. Of course, Captain Picard isn't really a dad. He has no children that we know of. And Jean-Luc does have a few potential anti-fatherly qualities. He is often cold or distant with people. He doesn't really have a personal romantic relationship with anyone. Sorry, Beverly. And he admits to being quite awkward around children. I'm not a family man, Riker. And yet, Starfleet has given me a ship with children aboard. I don't feel comfortable with children. However, there are several other Picard qualities to consider, which might change your mind about whether the legendary captain would make a good TV dad after all. And I'm not just talking about the fact that, as captain, he is naturally the father figure of his crew. <laughs> for example, Jean-Luc has a rich, durable, moral center, and he is not afraid to stand up for a principle he believes in. They're living, sentient beings. Their rights and privileges in our society have been defined. I help define them. Even though Picard's job completely dominates his life, he is the sort of guy who would toss that job away to defend a principle. Who the hell are we to determine the next course of evolution for this people? Or to defend a member of his crew. So I'm sentient, but Commander Data is not. That's right. Uh -huh. Why? Surely, this is a quality many of us would like to leave to our children. 
He also isn't afraid to change his mind about situations as they arise. He is constantly evaluating his own position and testing his sense of morality. Well, I've never been afraid of reevaluating my convictions, Professor, and now, well, I have 20 million reasons to do so. While Captain Picard can be distant with people, he is very much honest with those around him. He will tell you how he feels when the need arises. He will admit when he's wrong and will ask for help if he needs it. Tough choice. Not if you were to help me. I need you! As a part of this policy of personal honesty, he will genuinely find value in the contributions of those around him. He does seem to have a very good grasp of starship operations. You've just won this mother's heart, Captain. Many parents feel it is important to pass on a sense of wonder about the world to their children, to instill in them a sense of possibility and exploration. That being so, Jean-Luc Picard is genuinely curious about the universe around him. Apart from being employed as an actual explorer, he lights up whenever he encounters something novel about the universe. The most inspiring quality is that Captain Picard empowers and challenges those around him. I respect an officer who is prepared to admit ignorance and ask a question, rather than one who out of pride will blunder blindly forward. I understand, sir. He holds his people to a high standard, but not without first offering positive encouragement and providing a model for how to fulfill that standard. In your position, it's important to ask yourself one question. What would Picard do? Even when he is at his weakest, he still looks out for those around him and pushes them to be at their best. Don't you think that Jay here would make an excellent science officer? What do you say, Jay? Will you join our crew? I accept. In closing, the state of TV dads in general may be unsatisfying. However, in the real world, there are many different ways to be a dad. Even though Picard is not technically a father, he possesses many positive qualities that real-world dads can aspire to. In the future, perhaps you would consider Captain Picard as a potential TV dad. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm a role model. <laughs> I'm sure you are. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.